Good morning. And welcome to Edgeboro Moravian Church this morning. As we begin worship, let us stand and sing together hymn number 531, Stand Up and Bless the Lord. Please turn to page 133 for the Liturgy on Evangelism. Holy, 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 the Lord Almighty is holy. God's glory fills the world. God of creation, whose love invites all people to receive the blessing reserved for us since before time began. Grant years of faith, 
each one may clearly hear your gracious call. God of salvation, whose love encompasses all humanity, who assumed flesh and blood and died that all might live. Give us the faith, Lord Jesus, that everyone may plainly see you among us. God of inspiration, whose love initiates new ways of reaching out to all who risk believing. Guide our lives in faith, that we may willingly become your instruments of love and truth. seated. With gratitude to the Lord, we remember our rich heritage of committed servants who carried the good news to their neighbors throughout the world, who followed Jesus' command, go to all people and make them my disciples. Thank you, eternal God, for those who have gone before us, faithful to the Great Commission. We praise you for imparting to us the same mission to reach others for Christ. With humility before the Lord, we confess our sin. When we fail to communicate Jesus' promise of new life, when we have not reached beyond ourselves with the word entrusted to us, when we retreat into comfortable sanctuaries and do not seek to be a light to the nations, when we become preoccupied with church involvement for its own sake and do not labor to proclaim salvation to the ends of the earth. Forgive us, we pray. When we fail to recognize that the measure of success is not only in the number of constituents, but also in the sincerity of conversion. When we are too timid or afraid to speak the gospel message to those you want to hear it, when we allow a life of ease to divert us from those who need your love through us. Forgive us, we pray. Touch our lips with the burning coals of your forgiveness. And purify our hearts. The Lord, your Redeemer, says, Now your guilt is gone and your sins are forgiven.
Welcome once again to Edgeboro Moravian Church, where we are a community dedicated to loving God, growing in Christ, and sharing the Holy Spirit with those around us. We do so through worship and many other actions as well, which is why our welcome and announcements take place in the middle of our worship service today, as this is a part of our daily worship. So a few different announcements I would like to highlight for all of you, and then if anyone else has anything they would like to share or add, please do so afterwards. On Tuesday, February 19th at 7.30, the annual meeting of Bethlehem Area Moravians, uh, otherwise known as BAM, will take place. Uh, All who attend BAM congregations are welcome to attend this meeting to hear more about what BAM has done over the past year. That will be Tuesday, February 19th, 7.30 at Central's CE Building. Also, just a reminder, in your box of 2019 contribution envelopes, there was a pink slip in the front of that box from the Board of Trustees. If you have not done so already, uh, please fill out that card and turn it into the office as soon as possible. This will help the trustees in their financial planning for this year. Uh, If you use eGive, you have not received a box of envelopes this year, but you will be receiving something else shortly. Uh, And if anyone would like to do this before they leave today, there are extra pink cards available here at the church. Uh, They can do so, drop it off in the office before they even leave today. Speaking of pink cards, there are tickets that are being sold for the first annual, well, maybe annual, we'll see, but the first Edgeboro versus College Hill Chili Cook-Off on Saturday, February 23rd. Uh, tickets are $10 a piece for adults, uh, $5 for kids, and the really young kids will eat free. Uh, everyone, even if you are bringing an item that you signed up to bring, if it's not a chili, if it's something on the side like salsa or chips or cheese or something like that, uh, tickets are also required for you as seating is very limited for this event. All of the proceeds, just a reminder, are going toward the emerging ministries of the northern province, uh, one of those being Esperanza for Bethlehem. Uh, so for details and tickets, you can see Val Hoff, and uh, my wife Beth is also here selling tickets today as well, so please get them before you leave worship today. Also, you'll see more information about the chili cook-off in your bolts, and you'll also see information about Lent Madness in your bolts as well. This is the third year in which we'll be engaging in this uh, fun yet somewhat educational uh, bracket challenge. Uh, instead of basketball teams on this bracket, they're filled with saints and other leaders of the church that have gone before us. Uh, this is the second year in a row we'll be going head-to-head with College Hill, and there are some prizes and some uh, friendly uh, bragging stakes uh, to be won. So if you are interested, please go to the Fellowship Hall. Everything that you need to know, all the information and everything that you would need to participate is downstairs on the bulletin board. And if you have any other questions, I would be happy to answer them later. Uh, we look forward to College Hill won last year at the best bracket last year. I hope we can bring the golden halo here to Edgeboro this year. Are there any other announcements or any other additions uh, to what I just said to be made at this time? Seeing none, we hope that you can uh, join in on the many uh, ministries and fellowship activities taking place here. Oh, I'm sorry, one other thing. 
that I hope you would join in as well. Uh, the college student care packages are coming out, or going out soon, rather. Uh, there are cards in the back of the narthex. As you leave today, you will see them this Sunday and next Sunday. They are open for you as you are invited to sign those cards for our college students. Uh, so this Sunday and next Sunday, they will be available. So please sign them as you walk by. So now, I hope that you can join in on the many gatherings that take place here. But let us continue on with our worship service as we hear words from the prophet Isaiah. Today's scripture reading begins with the Old Testament reading on from Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 8, which can be found in your regular print Bible on page 635, and your large print Bible in um, 962. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lofty, and the hem of his robe filled the temple. Seraphs were in attendance above him, Each had six wings. With two they covered their faces, and with two they covered their feet, and with two they flew. And one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. The pivots on the thresholds shook at the voices of those who called, and the house filled with smoke. And I said, Woe is me, I am lost. For I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphs flew to me, holding a live coal that had been taken from the altar with a pair of tongs. The seraph touched my mouth with it and said, Now that this has touched your lips, your guilt has departed and your sin is blotted out. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. At this time, I would invite any children forward for our children's moment today.
Did you know that this is really important to the story of Jesus? Have you ever seen a, a special fish? Kind of like, no, not Swedish fish, but they're good. <laughs> this would be a little harder to chew. Fish that look like this. Have you guys seen these before? Yeah. These are really old symbols. Well, this one, not quite as old, but they're seen these before, Ben? You have something to share about fish? Uh, what does it mean? Our New Testament reading today is taken from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 to 11, and that can be found in your regular print Bible on page 62 and in your large print Bible on page 87. Once while Jesus was standing beside the lake of Gennesaret and the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he saw two boats there at the shore of the lake. The fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little way from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we have worked all night long but have caught nothing. Yet, if you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done this, 
They caught so many fish that their nets were beginning to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all who were with him were amazed at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. Then Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching people. When they had brought their boats to shore, they left everything and followed him. Please join in the singing of the next hymn, Lord, You Have Come to the Lake Shore, on page 613 in your pew. Hymnals.
not a weird English translation. It's actually a pretty accurate translation from Greek. This is the last thing that Jesus says in the story about calling uh, the calling of Peter and the first couple disciples. But isn't it an odd choice of words by Jesus to use that phrase, catching? Because it would make more sense if Jesus would tell Peter that from now on you will be baptizing people, or convincing people, or converting people, or calling people. All of those sound a little bit better than I mean, maybe he's just sticking to the theme of catching fish, since that's where they are. And so I kind of get that, but it's still a weird thing to say. Because what would come to mind when you said, I'm out to catch people? I'm really up to no good if I say something like that. It sounds like I'm trying to catch someone at their worst, like I'm trying to catch them red-handed. And really the word catch kind of has a negative to it, because it implies that catching, the thing that is being caught, is rendered powerless when that thing or that person is in fact caught. And that doesn't really match with the message that Jesus is trying to convey here. So how else can we think of the word catch? Now when thinking about this, one of the first things that I thought of was my attention. My attention can be Something can catch my attention, and here are some of the things that do catch my attention these days. A good deal or a good sale. Board games catch my attention. The blinking light on my phone that says I have a notification. The incorrect usage of there, there, and there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the only one. The daily text catches my attention. Good news, good to me, or good in the news that I see. And any mention of Wisconsin or the Packers catches my attention as well, especially up here. But what also catches my attention, and admittedly doesn't easily let it go, is worry and stress, anxiety, anger, guilt, hard truths, health concerns for me or someone else, and oversights that I've only found in hindsight. And when my attention really wanders is during the mundane, the everyday things that I do or the places where I find myself going on autopilot. So different places like the grocery store or even a room at home or even my office or the stairway or something like that, I can just go on autopilot many times and my attention goes elsewhere. And I'm sure all of you can relate. What catches your attention what are the positive things that catch your attention? And what are the negative things that catch your attention? Has your attention been caught up, on or caught up with more positive or negative recently? And when or where does your attention tend to wander? See, knowing when or where that you're caught up in something is really important because if we believe that God is always with us, that God is with us as we encounter all of those things, too. Sometimes it's really easy for our attention to be caught up and occupied by other things that are not God, which is one of the things that we can be reminded of from today's Gospel reading. Now, in addition to the word catching, there are other things that caught my 
were in this gospel story for Simon Peter and his crew and how they must have felt before Jesus came to them. See, these future disciples were not noteworthy people. They were normal fishermen who wouldn't stand out in a crowd. They had fished through the night without catching a thing. Now, this could have been one of the worst nights that they had, or it might have been something that happened more often than not. I'm not sure. I'm not a fisherman like they were. Either way, it was probably demoralizing if you think about it, especially when they're not fishing for pleasure, they're fishing for their very livelihood. But they came in and were closing up shop like they would do any other day, good or bad, by bringing in their boats, they were cleaning off their nets for the next day, and by doing that, they were getting ready to just go back out and do the same thing with the same men and the same nets and the same boats in the same places on the sea as they had been before, and if they did move because they didn't catch any fish the day before, it was probably to other places on the sea that they had been to many times. They did these things over and over and over again. So when Jesus comes to Simon Peter and says, go out deep and cast your nets out there, Peter has every right to not pay attention to him at all. For many different reasons. He might be upset after a bad night. He might not want to be told what to do by someone who isn't a fisherman. They had just gotten back from back in from fishing in that exact same spot with the same equipment and got nothing, so why would it be any different, Jesus? But instead, Peter said, okay, fine. If you wish, we will go. And with what happened next, Jesus caught Peter's attention. And perhaps even more, because Peter decided to follow right after that, his crew as well. So maybe we could say that Jesus just caught people. Jesus just caught their lives because they were willing to give up their lives to follow him right after that. While the event itself of catching more fish than the boat could even handle is not a subtle indication of God's work, it's pretty obvious that something that God is at work here. The setting leading up to that miracle was pretty subtle, pretty mundane. During a day that was certainly nothing to write home about, Peter was in his workplace with the same people doing the same things, as I said before, the exact same thing. And if it wasn't for Jesus, this could have easily remained just another day. But Jesus was there to point something out, something holy, something spectacular that caught their attention. And from there, the disciples chose to Today, we don't often see miracles to that degree. We don't see fish appear out of nowhere. We don't see water turn into wine. And we definitely don't see what Isaiah saw in our first scripture reading today, because God certainly caught Isaiah's attention there. God brought Isaiah before God's very throne, along with two six-winged mythical creatures called seraphim, who asked him to be a prophet. That's not something that happens to us. I've never seen a seraphim before. I'm sure neither have you. Maybe pictures, but not in real life. But even though we don't see those things or those miracles today, we have faith that God is still working in this world. Moravians have believed for centuries to this very day that the Holy Spirit is already at work in all parts of the world long before we might ever step foot there to see it ourselves. But 
if we do happen to arrive in those places, it's our calling to witness to others how we see God already at work there. When we think of that amazing concept, oftentimes we think of really big works happening in the farthest extreme corners of the world. But this gospel reading reminds us that just the opposite is true too. Jesus caught Peter by showing him what God can do in seemingly regular places that he was in nearly every single day. And then tells his disciples to go do the same. What if that's how we catch people today? The Spirit of Christ is working in your homes, in your schools, in your workplaces, in your conversations, in your stores, in your gas stations, in your pharmacies, your streets, and your sidewalks, and your very neighborhoods. The Spirit is working in the people and the places that you see each and every day, even in the times and the places where your attention is almost guaranteed to be elsewhere. Jesus asked all of us, who will I send to show others how I am loving and working for them in these places today? And in different words, that's our invitation to catch people today. There is so much of God to be seen in our regular, everyday lives. And with our sisters and brothers in the entire world, may we be the ones, also be the ones that say, yes, I will go. I will serve. I will notice and point out God along my way. So with that, may your mindfulness of God increase. And your lives be richly blessed as you catch people for Christ and witness God working in all times and places. Amen. As we remember that God works in all times and places, we sing a song that mentions many of those places in our songbooks. Hymn number 79, we will sing together, Let Us Follow Our
grace and work in this world, we now have an opportunity to give a small portion of what we have been given through the offering of our tithes and gifts.
us pray. Almighty and gracious God, so often we have come to worship feeling ill-prepared to give our gifts, locked in our sense of scarcity and not focused on your abundance. Like Simon in his first encounter with Jesus, we have been too attached to our own way of doing things and resistance to open our lives to you and to experience your abundance. As we offer our tithes and gifts this morning, may we also offer up our willingness to be led by you and to be open to new ways of living and working so we may know the abundance of nets overflowing. We pray this in gratitude for all our blessings. Amen. Please be seated. And at this time, we have an opportunity to share our prayer joys and concerns with one another and with God. Uh, I have a, a few to mention and then would uh, offer, uh, offer it up to any of you who feel called to share your prayer joys and concerns as well. First, we pray for uh, Mike Jones, who is still in Florida at the moment, but uh, uh, a couple weeks ago now, had his uh, cataract lens on his right eye slip, requiring surgery on Thursday. Uh, Myra is happy to report everything went well, right? <laughs> Good. And uh, uh, so we continue to keep Mike in our prayers. Uh, we also do to uh, uh, we also keep in our prayers uh, Bo Wheeler, who is uh, continuing on his uh, road of recovery in the NICU. I saw Dad was able to hold him this week, and so uh, things are, uh, are are continuing to uh, uh, to grow and move along for him. And so we'll keep Bo and family in our prayers as well. Whatever you've been doing, keep doing it. <laughs> Whatever you've been doing, keep doing it. So. Uh, also, uh, lift up this joy, happy to report from Tracy and Rhonda, as well as the Northern Province, that uh, Esperanza has a new home. Uh, they will be uh, meeting soon at the uh, former Concordia Lutheran Church at 1240 East 4th Street, still on the south side, uh, but right next to uh, Donegan Elementary School. Uh, which is a wonderful place for them. Uh, they are now in the midst of uh, many different repairs, getting the building back up to code and passing inspections and things like that. So they are not currently worshiping in that space. At least I don't think so. Um, but uh, they are continuing work with that and will eventually uh, let us know not only when they, when they plan to uh, worship there, but when they plan to resume ministries there uh, and when they might need uh, uh, some help in doing some, uh, some basic repairs and maintenance and things like that. So we certainly rejoice with Esperanza upon their, uh, their new home, which was just announced uh, earlier this week. Are there any other prayer joys and concerns? Oh, something to add. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, Dave, for that good thought. Sometimes it helps to have the district president here <laughs> to give us updates. I should say all the time, Dave. All the time it helps. <laughs> Well, we certainly continue to rejoice for as for and with Esperanza. Are there any other? Yes, Kay. Um, Jimmy, uh, 
Absolutely. Kay will certainly... I guess you said it, not us. <laughs> Kay, we'll certainly keep you in our prayers. Yes, Gloria. So we will, we will keep uh, Karen in our thoughts and prayers after her recent fall and uh, broken ankle in multiple spots, and we will continue to keep her in prayer in the midst of her healing and recovery. Are we? Yeah, Jim. Uh, prayers for Dan, who was caught in the New York Times in the Middle East. Um, prayers for everybody over there, both military and Absolutely. We will keep Dan in our prayers and, uh, and many others as well, especially in that particular region of the world. Yes, Jesse. Mm-hmm. We will keep in our prayers your, your cousin Doug at this time. Others. Holly. So we'll keep your grandnephew Austin in our prayers during this time. Yeah, Diane. We'll keep Ava in our prayers as well. Yes. So we'll keep in our prayers your nephew Thomas at this time. Peggy. She will next year. You're prematurely p- picking out colors for your cast rather than going down the hill. But happy to report no injuries, and thanks again, Blake and Paul, for doing that for the 20-something-ish year. (laughs) And we were able to go this year after two years in a row of not going, uh, either having not enough snow or too much snow. Uh, We, uh, about uh, almost 100 people uh, from around the community were able to go with us, and uh, it was a very good time had by all on Friday. Paul went down head first for the first couple times, too, so we were all good. Are there are there others? Yes, Kathy. Prayers 
So we'll keep your, your cousin and, uh, and the rest of the family in prayer upon the passing of Jenny. We'll keep Barb and Lynn in our prayers. Grant, uh, just keep uh, the whole Lamana family uh, in your prayers. Uh, Neil passed away yesterday morning. And uh, please keep Ryan, a uh, young man who's struggling with uh, drug addiction. And enjoy. So we'll keep the Lamanas, we'll keep Ryan in our prayers, and also Emily in our prayers as she starts something new tomorrow. So thanks for sharing that. Nancy. Nancy, we'll keep your son-in-law in our prayers as, uh, as things now continue to progress into physical therapy. Thank you for sharing that, Joe. And that is certainly not the fish I had in mind when reading the scripture, but it, uh, but it certainly uh, brings some other things to light as well. So thank you for sharing that. Well, with all of those joys and all of those concerns, those that were spoken and those that have not been spoken out loud yet, let us come to our God in prayer. Holy and gracious God, you show your grace to us in many different ways in our lives, and for that we give you thanks. Uh, We thank you for uh, showing your abundant graces and mercies and gifts uh, in uh, perhaps the most mundane places, the most regular places, the places we would not expect, and also the places that we would expect you to show up. We thank you for calling us, each of us, perhaps normal, regular, everyday people or people who, who might have flaws uh, or people that uh, were not expecting such a great and holy responsibility. Lord, we thank you for calling us to catch people, 
not in a negative sense, but to show people your hope and grace and love, to show that you are ever-present in their lives, whether they know it or not, to show that you are ever-present in our lives, in our in the lives of our neighbors and community, and in our world. Lord, we may not see the, the, the miracles in which we read about in Scripture, yet we know that you work for us, with us, and amongst us, and in us each day. And for that, we cannot thank you enough. We thank you for the many joys that we celebrate with others, the opportunities to be together with friends, to celebrate fellowship, to be together with loved ones, uh, for uh, successful surgeries and healing, uh, for the care that we receive from many and the support and love that is shown. Lord, thank you for these many opportunities to rejoice. And Lord, we ask that you continue to uh, bless us with your presence in far more difficult times. We think of many who are going through a time of loss many who are going through uncertainties or are in pain in, in various aspects of their lives, who do not know what tomorrow uh, holds, who may not even know what the next hour may hold for them, for those who are in need of justice and safety, for those who are in need of love. Lord, which is all of us, thank you for being with us in difficult times and continue to comfort us and guide us so that we might be one loving community. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this room to hear each and every one of our prayers lifted up. We thank you for, uh, for, holding, for holding us, for holding our prayer concerns close to you. We thank you just for the closeness that you show us each and every day, and especially in this time of worship and prayer. But Lord, there are other prayers in which we still hold on to in our hearts and minds that have not been spoken this morning. And so hear us now as we take this opportunity to lift up those prayers and entrust them to you. Bless us, comfort us, and catch us, gracious Lord and God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. To close our worship today, we will close the liturgy which we started today with. So I would invite you to please stand and turn to page 137 as we continue the liturgy for evangelism. Throughout the ages, God's call to mission summons a response. We affirm our heartfelt yearning to reply. God asks, whom shall I send? Who will be my messenger? And like Isaiah, the answer flows from our soul and forms on our lips. I will go, send me. God, our Redeemer, we share a longing to minister as partners together with you and each other. Our desire is shaped by your will, our commitment molded by your covenant. We dedicate ourselves again this day 
we accept the challenge joyfully to proclaim Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. We covenant with you to be loving instruments of understanding and forgiveness among those to whom you send us. We promise anew to be living invitations for others to meet you as Lord and Savior. We press on with resolve so that your word may spread rapidly and you may be glorified everywhere. We must work the works of him who sent us while it is still day. Night is coming when no one can work. We will go, send us. Sisters and brothers, may our attention be focused on our Savior, who we choose to follow. May the presence of God guide us when our attention is caught by distractions and emotions. And may we be living invitations, faithful witnesses to the Spirit of God who works in all times and all places out of love for the world. Go in peace to love and serve and witness to our Lord. Amen.